Hello, Sunbeam. Hello, baby. Hola, mi reyito de sol. Hola, mi amor. You are tuning in to the Sunbeam community, and I am so excited to start this year with you. So join me. Let's talk. Does this year feel different? Or is it a desperate cry from our hearts to change? Is it that like young birds our feathers ache to dip and expand across the blue cloudless ether? What is it that we are seeking and needing? I feel like every year we go through this existential crisis of transformation. But before we get too deep into today's conversation, let's answer the sunbeam questions. Please never forget to engage, leave your questions on this platform or Instagram, and I will do my best to answer them. So let's see what the lovely sunbeams asked me this week. How do I push past fear? Hmm, that is a wonderful question. And in my humble opinion, this is the best answer I have for you. Just do it. Just do it. As humans, we have such remarkable abilities. And one of them is giving fear more life and power than it's really worth. We are creators, right? Fear in its truest form is just a thought. Then we compound a feeling. And suddenly we have this big monster, a master who dictates our life. Fear was always meant to be a small indicator of possible danger. Not fear itself, but a warning. Let me say that again. Fear was always meant to be a small indicator of possible danger. Not the fear itself, but a warning. So, for example, if you're concerned about walking home alone at night because the area is not safe, fear is the tiny thought that says this could be dangerous. The fear is not the danger itself. It's not the person waiting to mug you or every possible outcome you can think of that's scary. It's just the thought calling us to make a different decision. So, when we let fear be, Then we find that on the other side of fear is beauty and all our possible desires. I think we have to see fear as what it is. Sometimes fear is intuitive and smart and it protects us. And that don't do it fear is actually right. You know, but when it comes to, based on how the question was asked, I'm going to assume that we're talking about our goals, our objectives, our desires, things that we're just too afraid to go after, then I think that's when it stands for if we just push through it, if we push through all the uncomfortable feelings, all the racing heart, all the, you know, nervous jitters, the fact that I'm going to pee on myself any moment, if we push past that, then on the other side is of our fear is this beautiful landscape that we've created of all our dreams, of all our hope, of all our happiness. That's why we can't let fear be a monster. 
So that's an amazing question. I hope I answered it good. Next question. What is it that I hope for this year? Hmm. Thank you, Sunbeam, for asking. I think I want a new depth of love for myself, for the world, for people. Like wine, I hope that I find a smoother, gentler, deeper experience with every obstacle that I face. I pray I get to travel and meet people whose eyes tell their story and the idea of happy isn't magic but a constant state of familiarity. I hope my Sunbeam family continues to grow to be blessed with several opportunities and gifts. I want to see you win. I do, I do. I want to see you have your best year. I want to see you at your best and have your cup so full that you come back to the Sunbeam community and say, and say, here's what I can do. How can I be of assistance? I also pray for my family and friends. I know these few years have been hard on the whole world. There's been a loss, a huge loss, a collective grief for everything that's going on. I don't know if it's just me, but I've been feeling a little lethargic underneath all that we're doing. And maybe I'm reflecting, but I feel like a, a desire for something greater, a rejection of the mundane, the principles, and the way we are governed. Quite frankly, I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> I want more. I want more out of life. I know that there are new depths to happiness. I know that there is more peace and simplicity I guess I just want different and I know that call is for me I know that I have to look inward and see what it is I truly want you know in order to have everything you have to become what you want so again these are wonderful questions please continue to send them to me Please engage and let's chat. Let's get to know different perspectives. Hop on my podcast if you want to. I'm always open. Today, I wanted to chat with you, my lovely little sunbeam, about transitional phases in our life. We tend to resist change or go through these cycles of building and breaking and also being crushed by our standards of perfection. I often hear about it. That is the number one, I guess, collective echo or cry within my community is I need help. I'm stuck or I am under the pressure of trying to do this and do that perfectly. How do I do my 20s right? <laughs> Shoot, hell if I know. <laughs> you know, like I don't think there's one road in life. So I wanted to hone in a little bit. So, yeah, let's talk about this. I remember the moment I graduated from college. First of all, my freshman picture that I took on the first day of school compared to my senior picture tells a long, wary, turbulent story. 
I just, it's so funny. I want to show it to you guys. Maybe I'll post it on Instagram, but you see someone who has truly, truly lived in both a good and bad way. Um, but yeah, I look like I spent my whole time struggling. And the truth was, I did. I always did well enough in school. And what I mean by that is a C to B average student. On top of that, I went to a prestigious school um, with other students who had privileges that a single mom raising two kids and taking care of her mother and house couldn't afford. I remember like for the first um, semester, I had no books. I was just borrowing from anyone I could. Because what people didn't know is um, a few months before, my mom and my entire family had lost everything financially. And at one point, we were homeless. And then we moved into an extended stay motel. And we were all packed into one room like sardines. Yet, I desperately wanted to run from this reality. I'm telling you, it was beyond hard to stay in such a small cage with toxic family members and people battling their own demons, including me. I often slept on the floor of the motel because there wasn't enough room for all of us to be comfortable. But my heart really goes out to those who were quarantined during the pandemic, those who were forced into situations they normally wouldn't be in because I know that feeling. But what I do remember about this time in my life was the hurt and the rage I had because I did everything right. I graduated from high school with honors and high marks, excellent avid student, got scholarships, and even took early admission colleges. So why wasn't I where I thought I should be? You know, I literally remember having that thought. Like, what is going on? I did everything. Woo, you know, wake up call. Um, you know, and as a selfish teen on the cusp of adulthood, I blamed my mom, to be honest. I scowled at her and I hated that she wasn't financially responsible to do her part. And for that, I am deeply sorry. I think I've always held a little regret, you know, of the way I treated her during those already hard moments. As a selfish teenager, you're just like, you were supposed to do this. And you don't realize everything that they did do and how it came to this point. Yeah. Um, you know, it. yeah, it always makes me emotional. That is a deep sadness I carry but now as an adult having to be responsible myself and you realize how expensive life is and how it's not as easy money doesn't grow on trees as, as our parents like to say um, you understand that sometimes our parents are just doing the best they can all this to say I was in the gray area a transitional phase I couldn't afford college, even with scholarships and financial help, and we still didn't have a place to stay. So it was a lot going on in this moment of perturbed darkness. 
But what I learned in retrospective is that these moments are powerful. They teach you things. They grind you into what feels like dust. But what you can't see is how airy and free you become when dust meets the wind. Sometimes these places leave you lost. But I've learned that loss means you just don't recognize the position of greatness you are in. You can't see it. You can't see the outcome, so you automatically say, oh, I'm lost. Did you know that you were standing in gold, my dear? Um, I don't know, but from that moment on, that transitional phase in my life, I had a new drive <coughs> that defined who I am today. At my lowest and weakest, saturated in depression and anger and hurt, I found that beautiful things still grow in the dark and a new resilience because too many of us depend on the sun. And what I mean by that is too many of us have this idea of roses and daisies and how life is supposed to be perfect. We rely on the good times. We rely on people's validation to define us. We rely on our grades to tell us how smart we are. I'm going to say that again. And with a new resilience, because too many of us depend on the sun. So how do I get through these moments? Sit still, look around, and explore. Don't be afraid to let go of the ideas your parents put on you. And even the hard ones you gave yourself. Think about it. We go to college on the precipice of youth and adulthood. And somehow you are supposed to pick the perfect major that defines the rest of your life. It's okay to not know who you want to be. It's okay to try a few different things. You're in college. You're paying for it. At least most of us are. Might as well have fun and explore different things. Then once I got into college, that was another transitional phase. And I learned in that moment that transition just means that you are always changing and evolving. It means that regardless of how you feel, you are moving forward. And that's good. I went from a pretty good student to at one point a failing all F student in the middle of a mental health crisis. And all of my usual reserves were empty. So what do you do when the old version of you isn't working? The tools aren't working and your usual charms aren't flourishing. I struggled a lot in college with social engagements, with partners, with friendships. Teachers weren't impressed by my motivational speeches. <laughs> I'll never forget the day I told my professor for the umpteenth time that I was going to turn in my paper. Just please, another extension. I promise I can do this. And she simply looked me dead in the eye and said, no, I can't trust you. You've disappointed me too much. And I just remember, I don't know, it felt like I was slapped in the face or something. Because my usual butter and sugar wasn't working. And then I wasn't even mad because I had to look at it it from her perspective I was having a mental health crisis I was going through a lot but I should have just been honest and said hey I can't do this right now you know and just taken I guess 
the results or the consequences of not being able to turn in a paper versus letting her give me extension after extension, knowing that I would never be able to turn in this paper. And that's when I took a deeper look into like, okay, this is not working. I'm tired. I'm burnt out. Writing my name right now is a struggle. I kid you not. When you are going through it, I could not even write my name. I remember one time I blanked and I just ended up crying, just sobbing. I said, what is wrong with me? Like, what is wrong with my brain? And it was in this moment that I had to be honest and I had to address my needs. I was having a classic college burnout. I had a lot going on. My mom at the time was just being diagnosed with cancer. Um, I was losing my best friend. I had just gotten out of a bad relationship, um, as I talked about in my earlier podcast. There was so much going on. How could I call myself to be the same person I was before when I was in a different trench? You need new tools. I mean, think of it this way, as construction workers, as firefighters, not all things work the same for all needs. So I came to this point and it was such a humbling and also humiliating point where I said, I can't do this. I need a break. And I did. I took a year off after I fought like hell to get there. Right. And now I'm saying I can't do it. Like, what is wrong with me? Can you imagine the now inner turmoil? I had the hate toward myself. I felt stupid. I didn't feel like myself. That's the key word. I didn't feel like myself. But let me tell you, that break was needed. It was mandatory. It was essential like water. My life got significantly better. That's when I started therapy. That's when I broke down and let all the traumas and everything that I was going through out. That was such a cleansing I would say. And eventually with time, I had to learn to always operate with grace and love. I think that when we break down, our idea and our dream is that we build up to be the same person. But the truth is, darling, you don't. You break down and you build up to become someone better and beautiful and stronger. You're not the same. You're not. But this version of me, I am utterly in love with. I adore her. (laughs) She's my baby, you know? So, yeah, that's another thing about the transitional faith is you've got to operate with grace and kindness and say, it's okay. Whatever you need, I'm here for you. I'm going to take the time I need off. And I know that sometimes our parents won't support us. I know our friends won't support us. I lost a lot of friends because I couldn't rise to the occasion of who I was before. A lot of people dipped. And it hurts. It deeply hurts when you're surprised and you're like, of all the people, I never thought you'd go. But you make room for love and kindness. You make room for a better evolved person. And sometimes they come back. It's not always a sad story. Sometimes those people come back and it's your decision. Um, And again, back to parents and, you know, 
wanting to follow their path, wanting to make them happy. You have to think about your future. You have to think about what's important for you. And if you don't know, that's okay too. There's a beauty in not knowing. Not knowing is like open arms. You have this chance and this ability to explore, to try things. And if you're under the pressure, like, no, I don't have that. I don't have that privilege. Actually, I need to hurry up and get my life together. Darling, what's a life if you're not here? Sometimes we have to make those hard sacrifices. Sometimes we have to say, I'm going to put me first, no matter the cost. Because it really is, especially with mental health, sometimes it really is life or death. And I will always choose life. I will always choose love and hope. So yeah, we are always in a transitional phase, as I said. And that's good. We don't want to be stuck. I don't want to be the same selfish teenager that hated her mom for losing her job and all the financial hardships. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be the person that was obsessed so much with what people thought of me that I became a thousand different versions and none of them made me happy. I don't want to be the soft-spoken person that never spoke up for herself so that her little inner child took a beating every single time. I like being strong and I'm excited for the newer versions to come. You know, we tend to see change as bad. But it's not. So yes, um, I hope that this has helped somebody. I hope it's blessed somebody as you go along your own transitional phase. And just remember to not put that pressure. Take the weight off. Change requires fluidity. It requires a light flexibility and movement. It requires acceptance and love. No matter, without judgment, no matter if with either you think change has been good or bad, you've got to do it this way. Because life is already hard. That's what I've learned. The last thing we need is to be beating ourselves up. So let's do an affirmation to help us through these moments, to help us as we change, to have that trust in ourselves. To have that comfort, to have that deep stillness that despite the storm, you will make it. You will be okay. So get comfortable. Find you a peaceful spot. You can lay down, you can sit, whatever makes you happy. And we're going to take a deep breath because that's all life is, a deep breath. And then let it out slowly. Feel for a moment time slowing down. And I want you to repeat after me. I trust myself. I trust myself. I know that every version of me deserves to be loved, 
to be held and to be learned from. I reserve all judgment. I trust myself. Now let's take another deep inhale. Fill your lungs with air. Let it rise and then slowly fall. Let's do this again together. And I'm not counting because I want you to find your own comfort and your own tempo, just like you will find your way in life. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to get it right the first or the hundredth time. You've just got to be brave enough to be here. I want to assure you that you are so loved. You are so divine. You are so important. And your life choices aren't a reflection of that. They don't get to define you. So say it one more time. I trust myself. I do. I trust my mind. I trust my body. I trust my heart. I am strong and resilient. I am flexible and open to change. I trust myself. So thank you for doing this short affirmation with me. I hope it gives you a little peace as you continue to grow and bloom and become a beautiful butterfly. To conclude this week's Sunbeam podcast, I would love to open my space to other forms of creativity and beauty, and I stumbled upon this beautiful blessing. Her name is Sydney Shorty on Instagram, powerful, amazing author, writer, talented beyond belief. I don't know what she can't do, but today she has decided to bless us with some poetry. So please take a listen and then go and support her the way you support me.
Hello, my name is Sydney Short, and I'm very grateful and happy to be on the Sunbeam Community Podcast. Thank you for this opportunity to network and to branch out my works of poetry. I have three books of poetry that are out on Amazon. You can check them out by typing Sydney Short, S-Y-D-N-I-E-S-H-O-R-T, and or follow me on Instagram at underscore S-Y-D-N-I-E-S-H-O-R-T underscore. Now, the poem continues as... You can take it off. That smile, your mask. You can't even be yourself when you're alone. Break everything they told you to be and become your own. I see you. They think because you carry it well that it doesn't break you. That your pain isn't heavy. I see you. And I hear you. Allow yourself in this moment to breathe. To feel. To validate your own self. To be present with yourself. You're doing amazing. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Have a good day. Wow, Sydney. Thank you so much for taking us to heaven and bringing us back gently again. That is such a beautiful and strong, like, piece of enlightenment. You know, there's a way that you write. It's something that even I can't do. And I'm so proud of you, your talent and your skills and the way you make me feel from just your words. So again, thank you. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for coming to the Sunbeam community. You are always welcome back and I hope you share some more. And also please forgive me for being so late with time. Last year I was in space and now I'm back. So yeah, but yes, anyway, Thank you for tuning in to the Sunbeam community. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. And don't forget to engage, guys. Don't forget to bring your ideas and your creativity and your little spark of lanterns to this place of healing. And don't forget, most importantly, to trust yourself, to trust the journey that you're on and know that there are no rights and no wrongs. It's just... I don't know. It's just a place to be, I guess. (laughs) I felt like I was going deep and then I lost it. (laughs) But it's okay. That's the point. We've got to be kind to ourselves. We've got to break free from these chains that hold us, these ideas, these notions that reject us, essentially. So sending you love and light always. And can't wait for next week.